Hello, welcome to another episode of the Firm Returns Weekly podcast, show, whatever you want to call it. Um, with today, we're going to be having a look at some news on Warner Brothers Discovery, Tiny Build, and Aviva, and then a couple of other interesting kind of uh, a, little, a little exercise that I, I conducted as well that might be of interest. So let's just start with with Warner Bros. Discovery. So I've just got a couple of updates on some of the films. So Barbie has continued its upward trajectory of another week at the top of the charts. Here in the UK, it is still the film with the most showings in cinemas. And when I went to see The Meg 2 on Wednesday, there was a, there was a crowd of people all wearing pink waiting to go see the Barbie. So it's uh, it's become quite the phenomenon. Yeah, it's uh, it was quite a normally that particular cinema during the week. Uh, it's not normally that busy either. So yeah, it's, it has actually just drawn people that wouldn't have gone to the cinema otherwise midweek. Um, yeah, so we've just got this upward trajectory here, looking quite positive, looking like, I mean, it's surpassing anything that's else that's come out this year, including the Super Mario Bros. movie, still on a steeper trajectory than that, which is looking good. And I think the prediction for this weekend is like another 30 million or something. Um, so it's kind of getting to the level now where if we get like a, a big release coming out in the next couple of weeks, it might take the top spot in terms of that weekend. Or it might not be at the top of the table. We're kind of reaching that that point now where it's um, probably going to, I mean, four weeks at the top top-selling movie in the cinemas is a pretty good run. Um, and it, we don't know whether it will hold it next week or not. Um, we do have some other early big films coming up, one of which we'll mention in a minute. Um, yeah, so moving on to The Meg, quickly. So The Meg 2 is, is underperforming the first film, but the production budget was significantly lower at $129 million versus $178 million. So it doesn't need to do as well to break even. It is also worth noting that only around 28% of both films' gross revenue has been coming from the US, with much of the rest coming from China. So I think it has something like it's had something like $60 million already from China, which is more than it's had from the US. Um which I think is about 40 million so far. Um yeah, and, and this is partly explained by the fact that it was uh co-produced, I think, with another with a Chinese film company. And um both films had Chinese cast members and and this second film actually had quite a bit of dialogue um between um between t- purely Chinese characters that was in um that was in Mandarin. So yeah, it was um but it was a good film I thought overall and quite a lot more um person to put you know person to person action using Jason Statham's kind of skill set and stuff. Um using his role a bit more in there. So yeah it was uh it was good. I thought I thought yeah see quite quite tough competition at the moment with some of the other films that are out. But um but still doing well. And I think on its from its opening weekend, it's currently like pretty much smack bang in the middle of what the trajectory standard trajectory would be for for films that had such an open weekend. So 
yeah, it's, it's doing doing fine, I think. And this is just the what's shown here is just the domestic um, box office, so it doesn't include how well it's done in China or anything else or any other countries. So yeah, I finally just wanted to mention on the film front where we've got uh, Blue Beetle coming out in the next week, at the end of next week. So uh, we should, when I do the next uh, one of these episodes, the next newsletter, we should know how well that's done. And so we can, we can talk about it a bit there. This might be the one potentially that, that takes the top spot. Um, hopefully, it'll be if, if we can have <laughs> several just chain from one of one of brothers' discovery movie to another, with the top two spots um, last weekend being held by one of those discovery films. I think uh, this weekend is expected to come in with Oppenheimer taking back the second spot again um, from Meg. Um, but yeah, it, it should uh, hopefully hopefully be good. Right, and then yeah, and the other thing is, even though that's a superhero DC superhero movie, it doesn't have the baggage attached that the the Flash movie had. So hopefully, that will help it to to do well. It won't it won't have that uh, sort of false start that the Flash had. Um, yeah, and then finally, on one of the discovery, I wanted to mention that there's been a we got the results of the tender offer that was made for up to. $2.7 billion of the company's short-dated um, debt. So that was, I mentioned that last week when we were looking at the uh, Q2 earnings. And um, yeah, we got the results and it looked, and you can see here in this table, what they were, um, how much was subscribed for, for each tender offer. And it looks like $1.91 billion out of the 2.7. Uh, was tendered so not a bad result and um it's more than they did uh the previous quarter which i think was 1.7 billion dollars paid back so yeah pretty good progress on paying the debt down um and then obviously some of these ones are going to be ones that expire this year anyway so they'll be paid off in the next year or so anyway because it's all short dated stuff so this year or next year Right, so moving on to Tiny Build, uh, we had the successful launch of I Am Future this week um, in early access. Um, yeah, the, so just a few key points here. The, the game achieved a peak concurrent player count of 2,674, um, and it's sort of maintained a level for the sort of four days since release of peaks above 2,000, so it's very, very positive. Um, and at one point, it actually made it into the the top twenty best selling games on Steam, which is um quite an achievement. Um, yeah, it was very impressive. Um, and yeah, the overall, I mean, the, the reception on the game has been very positive. It's, it had, I think, over a hundred reviews in the first day, which is always a really good sign for getting momentum and keeping it sort of trending. And um, as of writing this, it had uh, three hundred eighty five reviews. Um, which might it you know hopefully by the end of today it will have crossed 400 and then it'll have had 100 each day which is really good momentum um and 91 percent of these reviews have been positive so yeah very very positive rating there and then finally the yeah the following numbers it's have, have grown substantially and we've seen it 
and shoot up. I mean, I think in the first couple of days they were doing adding about a thousand new followers a day or something. And it's taken it up to fifteen thousand eight hundred and fifty-eight. I don't think that's figure. I think that figure gets refreshed every every day. So I don't think it has actually refreshed for today. So it might be over sixteen thousand by the end of today. Yeah, this is really excellent performance for an early access game, and I mean, it positions it it well for a strong version one point release across multiple multiple platforms. So um, so yeah, very promising stuff. I think this is um, definitely call this a success. And then uh, we kind of got a surprise um, drop of the of an announcement tra- uh, release date announcement trailer for Hello Engineer um, this week as well, and and so not really giving us much notice before the actual um, the release date is going to occur. Bit of a sh- shadow drop, as they they say. Um, so yeah, it only came out I think yesterday or the day before, and. The, the release date has now been set as the 17th, which I think is next Thursday. So, yeah, and there's, there's a trailer they've released for it, which um, I think is the best trailer so far. So I think yeah, they're doing a good job with Martin on it. But, I mean, it hasn't done much to from just having a look in sort of the 24 hours since or whatever they, they released this announcement or maybe 48 hours. It hasn't done a great deal to move the game up the, uh, the Steam wishlist rankings. Um I think it's still sitting over a thousand or around about the thousand mark. But um this, you know, PCs might not be the biggest market for this game, uh, since the majority of the sort of Hello Neighbor players are are on consoles rather than PC. But we'll we'll see how it goes on PC. Hopefully it's well received, well reviewed. Um yeah, and, and overall for Tiny Build, it's been it's been a pretty action packed couple of months for releases. Uh, with Punch Club Two coming out on the twentieth of July, I Am Future on the eighth of August, last week. Um, Black Skylands also coming out next week on the fifteenth. So I think that's Tuesday, and now Hello Engineer on the seventeenth. So um, Thursday, yeah. And given how successful the first couple have been, and I mean the one. Going back a little bit further, um, Bookwalker game did pretty well um, for being quite a niche game. Did, did quite certainly was positively reviewed and well received in that respect. Um, so yeah, it's it's looking promising. I think we've had a good run of success so far. So hopefully, hopefully we'll see some of things for the the two next week. And then there's still there's still a whole slate of games that have been that have the release date says twenty twenty three. Um, so we can expect them by the end of the year. So there's 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 quite a lot more we'll uh, hopefully hear about um, in the coming months. But yeah, the Black Skylands. I was saying, I think they've got something like it's been in early access for a while now, um, but it's got something like twenty five thousand followers on Steam. So it's, yeah, it's really quite got a decent following, and yeah, which positions it well, and then. Uh, yeah, the actual release that's coming out on the 15th of August is going to be across multiple platforms. So I think it's coming out on um, various consoles, including, um, I think it's, I think, uh, I have to confirm this, but I think it's coming out simultaneously across them all. So PlayStation, Xbox, um, Switch, and then obviously version 1.0 on PC. Uh, yeah, so things that, things, and it's and it's it is also rated currently 
has over a thousand reviews from the early access um, on Steam, the early access period on Steam, and it's currently rated at, um, I think, it's certainly very positive, but I think it might be 85 to 90% or something. So, yeah, very, very well positioned for a good launch. Hopefully, just um, it's been ported well across the different consoles and so on, but at least we know the, the PC version is good, should hopefully do well. Um, yeah, and hello, engineers, a bit more of an unknown quantity, um, but we'll we'll see how that does. Yeah, I just wanted to move on, just mention a um, well, I don't know, don't know, a bit out of order here, but let's just quickly mention Aviva. So, um, Aviva's due to report its half year results next week on the 16th of August, so I think that's next Wednesday. Um, and I'll probably have a look through those, um, next week and then talk about them a bit in the next edition of the newsletter and and uh, this weekly show and the uh yeah i'm also planning though because i've got the annual reports still to read and uh and now the half year reports i think it's a timely point to, i mean i've looked through the results for various things but to thoroughly go through it i think it's about time i did another write-up on aviva so i'm going to I'm going to do that as my next one, incorporating all of the 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 half year report, the interim report, and the annual report um, in there. So yeah, keep an eye out for that in the next month or so. And then I think the next one after that, because I also am expecting I think the half year results from Taylor Maritime, the interim report from Taylor Maritime will be coming out in the next um, month or so, maybe. Um, no, that doesn't sound right. Uh, maybe, maybe not the half year report. I don't know. Anyway, it may, maybe the first quarter report results or something. Um, no, okay, getting confused. But anyway, uh, Taylor Maritime will probably be my next, uh, right up after review. Uh, because yeah, I still haven't gone through thoroughly the annual report for that one, which came out not that long ago. Um, Early this month. Um, yeah, so, so that's that. Those two companies need a bit more, a bit more due diligence doing just just maintaining those positions. But yeah, so I did a a bit of a. So I'll just I'll just just read it out because I think it explains it well. So so after an amusing discussion with my wife this week, in which I acted as if the fair value of my portfolio was currently realizable. I thought it would be a fun exercise to lay out what I currently calculate the fair value to be versus the market value. So I put together this, this little Excel um, spreadsheet table and I've, um, I've sorted it by the discount. So you can see at the top of the table, which companies have to, what I uh, perceive to be the widest discount. Uh, to their fair value or intrinsic value. And uh, yeah, and then at the bottom, the least. So as you can see from, from this um, tiny build, well, I'll just mention first, the overall portfolio I deemed to have a, a, val a fair value of £197,931.14. So I've done it all in dollars just to, make it clear and easy because uh, some of them have 
Um, some of them are listed in pounds, some of them are listed in dollars and so on. So I just thought convert them all to dollars, especially since a lot of them have the functional currency in dollars. Um, yeah, so just under $200,000 is why value the portfolio to be. And the market value, so just from the current prices, kind of all converted into dollars, um, is $49,597.67. So this represents a 74.94% discount to what I perceive to be the fair value. So yeah, uh, the overall portfolio could, on that basis can be considered to be very cheap. And the discounts range from tiny build at the cheapest or the, the, the greatest discount at 88.86% and the smallest discount being Taylor Maritime Investments at 41.07%. Um, yeah, and I've just given some little notes here so maybe just go through. So yeah, how does that let me just go through and mention how I how I calculated these different ones. I, I think they're pretty conservative. So I've slapped a for tiny build, it's pretty simple. I just slapped a 25 times multiple on the 2022 financial year earnings. Um which I think is pretty conservative. There are gaming companies out there smaller fast growing ones that have much higher multiples um and there there are some quite comparable ones that are around about this kind of level so i think this is a pretty pretty reasonable level and just just to make this clear i probably i would not sell it at this position this is sort of like uh maybe the maximum price i'd be willing to pay right now uh to, to well i'd probably Still, I'm obviously looking to buy things cheaper than below their fair value to get that to get a big discount um, for, for margin of safety, up to blah blah. Um, but yeah, this is probably what I if I was looking to pay fair value private transaction whatever um, for these shares, they'd be about one dollar forty a share, which is um, the the conversion between pounds and dollars I've used here because the shares are listed in pounds is $1.27 uh, for each pound. So a little bit over one pound a share. Um, yeah, and I, I think that's a pretty reasonable valuation. Now it's actually below what the IPO price was. So the, at the time of the IPO, when people were, uh, with, well, investment bankers, whatever, the people who, who were involved in the listing of the company deemed this to be a pretty fair value for the shares. At one one pound sixty nine, so that would have been closer to two dollars. Um. So yeah, it's still pretty cheap on that basis. But um, I I think just for this calculation, I wanted to be fairly conservative, and uh, yeah, so that's how I came to that value, which actually values my holding at the moment at um, hundred and sixteen, or just just about, just shy of one hundred seventeen thousand dollars, and I actually only had to pay um i think around about the actual price i pay overall just from my average price was about 21 pence per share so yeah let's say 25 26 cents a share or something so so yeah it would have been 
just over twenty thousand dollars, I guess. Um, for that, about seventeen thousand pounds, I think. Um, anyway, yeah. So that's that's tiny build, and then Warner Brothers Discovery is another one which I kind of, in my mind, I hadn't really. This is the second place, but I hadn't really seen the discount as so so wide in my my mind when I was really uh, looking at this and and really consider it just before I did this exercise. This has been quite a good one to to look at. Um, yeah, and it's I sort of thought fairly conservatively the fair value of the shares would be about forty one dollars a share, which is about a fifteen x multiple on the upper end of the estimated free cash flow for this year which is about five billion it's estimated to be between four and a half and five so i just went for five for a round number so it's about um it puts this the company at uh uh yeah a, a pretty reasonable compared to the current share price it effectively is just not far off triple um the current share price of thirteen dollars seventy cents. So it's a yeah sixty-six point five nine percent discount. Um yeah and I, I don't think that's a particularly crazy valuation at all when you when you see the valuation of some of their competitors being uh very substantially higher uh, fifteen times multiple on this year's earnings which is well before they've really got the real you know any major benefits from uh, the what just basically in the first year of kind of benefits from the from the overall merger, and realistically that it could be closer to uh, sort of eight. It could be just within a few years. You could be looking at I don't know eight. Put a number on it, whatever you think. At eight billion free cash flow. I don't think that seems out of the out of, out of the question unrealistic so yeah you could be looking at pretty substantial upside just from from this and this is just like i say with the 15x multiple right now um so yeah it could be uh, that's probably 41 dollars you know that's probably about the price i would i would consider i i probably i might not sell it at that but i'd certainly be looking at it and going right the a lot of the margin of safety is gone here. So if I got up to that price, this is probably where I'm going to be very cautiously watching the, the business. And if I saw something that came up that was particularly cheaper as an alternative, I, I maybe would trade out. But yeah, but I mean, the interesting th the thing with Tinybot as well is that the valuation I've put in there, um, I think values the company. It's around about, it, it values the company at, not much something like 250 uh million pounds i think that's roughly what i calculated it to be is the is the overall market cap for the whole company and that is that i mean is a lot smaller than i think the, the sort of terminal value of the company will be i i really could see it it passing the billion mark so even though with this very what I this is why I'm saying I believe it to be a very conservative valuation for tiny build. Um for one of us discovery, I think what I was put on here, um 
puts it fairly close to um it, it basically puts it around about just just over the hundred billion dollar mark which is realistically that's sort of getting up i don't think there's going to be a lot of upside from there some maybe but it just that's going to depend a lot on multiple expansion and stuff I'm, i don't know how how much more it's certainly less than the potential upside from tiny build at a valuation of 250 million pounds for the company um i do think there's still a lot of upside from there obviously there's a there's a big difference between there's a there's a lot of a 500 fold difference or something or um between those two two valuations so plenty of room um for growth there compared to one of us discovery um yeah so next then there was uh fuller smith turner and i deem the discount on these shares to be uh 56.97% and that puts so uh, the share price in dollars currently, um, when translated from pounds to dollars, was seven dollars fifty-four, and the uh, share, the fair value of the shares in, would in dollars as well would also would be calculated to be from from this to be seventeen dollars fifty-three cents, and I calculated this pretty much from the the recent valuation of the. Um, what's the net value of the company, uh, net assets of the company, equity of the company after you, if you use the revaluation of the of the property portfolio um, that was done in the last couple of years. So that is a more realistic value for the property portfolio, I believe, than what's currently on the books, which was a 1991 valuation, I believe. So before I was even born. Um, and I, I think it's fair to say that property prices in London, which is predominantly where they are based, have gone up very substantially since 1991. So I don't think that's really a fair representation of the of the value of its of its estate. Um, so yeah, that's how I arrived at that one. And for this one, this is one where if it got anywhere near close, that I probably wouldn't would look at selling out. I mean, if it got up to uh, let's say. I'd probably, if the margin of safety there it closed um, within twenty percent or something, I probably would, I probably would look to sell. Um, yeah, I assume I had something better to put it into, but yeah, that's sort of what I'm thinking with that. It's not a not one kind of more of a trade, I guess. Uh, this one than some of the others where there's there's sort of upside from holding it at the fair value. Um. Or sufficient upside to, to justify holding it at what I deem to be fair value. And then we have next decor resources, which is pretty much bang on a 50% discount from what I, I sort of deem to be the fair value of the company. So uh, I think I valued it at something like $750 million or something like that. The portfolio. So the, the actual assets are valued at about $500 million. On the book but i know that a lot of these are valued at cost and their development state you know advanced development stage assets that have, were very likely to be substantially re-rated but it wouldn't be reflected in the balance sheet um 
one stage begin producing so there's and there's just a lot of upside there and i think this is probably a little conservative as well um but yeah i thought i'd just be realistic for it and it's and even just with a fairly modest um conservative estimate it's still a, a potentially 100 percent upside from here even if it just went up to what i i conservatively think you can um buy the company at um so yeah that's that's definitely i'm very happy holding that um aviva it's a 41.71% discount, and I valued this pretty simply based on a 5% dividend yield. So it currently trades at, I think, like a 9% dividend yield, something close to that. And I just used, I think, 33 pence, yeah, so pence or 0.33 pounds a share um, as the dividend, which is going to be growing. Um, hence why a 5%, I mean, just 5% yield is still a pretty damn good yield for a company that is stable, growing, it's able to grow its dividend by sort of mid single digits, five plus percent um, a year going forward. And it's done more than that in, in recent years. It's sort of been getting back up to level. And plus it's done on top of the current yield, it's also done about 300 million pounds of Sherry purchases um in the last few months and uh well maybe a bit further but this year anyway and it's and that equates to something like three percent return to shareholders as well so if you take add the two together total share return is well north of of ten percent and so yeah i mean this is like i say pretty conservative estimate it values the company about eight dollars forty a share versus the $4.90 now. Again, it's actually listed in pounds, but I've converted it to dollars for um, comparability between the company and so on. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty happy on that. And I'd like to say pretty conservative. I think you've, I think there's realistically could be 100% upside on a lever from here. So I'm, I'm pretty happy. It meets my criteria of like pretty much all my companies. I like to have a, then you have hundred percent upside from here in a fairly conservative um scenario, fairly conservative outlook. And then finally we've got Taylor Maritime, which is sort of at the bottom of the list here with um again about 41.07%. So still not not a bad discount at all. And I've just conservatively put it down to fair value per share at $1.50. I think it's like the actual nav per share is $1.56, I think. But um, yeah, that has been down rated from one dollar seventy or something. So it's it has come down a bit. So there's potential that it might move still. Um, but the current share price versus that is eighty eight cents. So what zero point eight eight dollars? So quite substantially less. Um, and I do think with um, with Taylor Maritime. Yeah, it's kind of just from looking at the current price and stuff like that, it's kind of getting to the point now where just generally in the industry where it, it would be starting to get economical for uh, these dry bulk companies to actually ship at the current charter rates. So that's going to kind of put a bit of a floor on how low the charter rates can go. And it is sort of at a, what seems to appears to be a cyclical low. So 
in hindsight, perhaps I should have sold them when they were what now looks in obviously like a psychical high around the during the pandemic. Um, but I, I was happy with what the management was doing and leveraging things to to expand the company and and what have you. And the share the dividend was yield was going up. I and mean, it's still the current share price. The the dividend yield is now must be just shy of ten percent. And I think, uh, I mean, it's pretty sustainable. I don't think they have, they've not made any noise about cutting that or anything like that. And that, that was actually an increase level that was originally seven cents a share. It's now eight cents a share. Um, yeah. So there's quite considerable, I think there's considerable, I'm probably being overly conservative here, but I've just do largely putting this valuation on it just because, because I haven't gone back and really done a lot of a deep, due diligence again on the company in the, the recent months so once i've done that i can probably have a better idea of what the i think the the real fair value is but just conservatively put it as one time the current value of net asset value of their of the portfolio of, of ships so um so yeah that's uh that's the whole portfolio then and and like i say Pretty healthy discounts, and it's given me an idea as well of um, which companies to prioritize if I'm looking to to add money to the portfolio. I think um, at the moment they're all they're all healthily cheap. I I would obviously get the biggest bang for my buck. I would the biggest re- um, instantaneous return, <laughs> the the best value if I were to buy tiny build right now um second would be one of us covering and so on so yeah it's um pretty healthy pretty happy with things here yeah so moving on so just the final thing i wanted to mention and some of you may have already noticed this but i i have shifted my focus with these with these with firm returns generally um to to looking more at the companies i already own and i haven't been publishing frequent new ideas as i'd as i previously planned to do um but the reality is that it takes me more than 100 hours to do a write-up on a to to do research and do a write-up on a new company um and it's just got to the point where this is not really sustainable alongside my day job and the other commitments i have including uh, monitoring my existing holdings so it's kind of just got to be a, a sustainable thing for me doing this i'm not i don't make any money from it or anything so it's just got to be a sustainable endeavor and realistically what i actually the whole reason i i started all of this um was to have to do extra due diligence on the companies that i own and and new companies that i look to buy so on that basis, if I do sell a, a company I have or um, and I'm looking to add a new company to the portfolio, then obviously you'll get a fresh idea because I'll be doing looking for searching for that idea and then I'll be doing a write up on it all part of the due diligence of buying a new company. But a lot of what you're going to a lot of the content is going to be ongoing monitoring of my current holdings as I go through and I read the the filings that are coming out, the annual reports, everything like that, and other events. And and I think this is the the best use of my time 
Um, and it gives me the best returns on my investment because if I'm able to give myself the conviction to hold on to things as um, when they fall, um, if if I really deem them to still retain that value, then the potential return there is is um, is going to be well worth it. And I'm not really going to get a lot from continuously looking at new companies um, because I I don't have any plan to add any new companies to my portfolio right now just because of the time it takes to monitor it. Um, and I, I don't think I can realistically hold any more companies and, and actually maintain the conviction. As you've seen, I'm already a little bit behind on annual reports for Aviva and, and Taylor Maritime Investment. So if I started adding additional holdings there, then can I really truthfully say that I'm able to maintain conviction on all those holdings if I took it up to 10 or something? I don't think so. So yeah, I, I much prefer to know what I know what I own and really feel like I'm like I'm, I'm holding a business or yeah, understand the the underlying investment I'm making anyway, the fundamentals of the investment and maintain that conviction. So yeah, I just wanted to give you that quick update um there. So, so hopefully people aren't too disappointed that they're not going to be getting so frequent ones. I think anybody that has been following for a while has probably realized that already. Um, just from the lack of new company ideas that have been coming out. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty much all for this week. So I will catch you again next week. Um and we can, yeah, I'll I'll we'll be looking at how hopefully blue beetles done maybe how or how it's looking like it's forecast to do we'll get to see how a couple of new time releases are done we'll get the v results yeah there should be quite a lot to talk about so yeah i'll catch you then